Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This is a View from the Bullens podcast. Listen to all the news, views and inside track from Goodison Park. This is a View from the Bullens podcast, sponsored by The Beer Keller, Liverpool One. Hello and welcome back to another episode here of View from the Bullens. And it is the pre-match West Ham show with myself, Ben Stanley, joined by Paul Draper for this one and the Bobble, as always, to talk about all things Everton v West Ham at the London Stadium at a one o'clock kickoff on Sunday because the clocks go back. Bobble, Everton v West Ham, uh, a tough ground to go to. Obviously, uh, West Ham have been on the back end of a bit of a fraction of Villa Park. I think they'll be 4-1 uh, at Villa Park. David Moyes, Moyes' side getting, obviously conceding four goals, just like we did at Villa Park. How do you think Everton going to attack this coming off the back of the Merseyside derby defeat? It, it, it's a tough ground to go to, Ben. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I, I think the London Stadium is quite a difficult ground to go to. But West Ham aren't in particularly great form. One win in five. Okay, they have played the likes of Man City, Liverpool... Newcastle and obviously away at Aston Villa respectively and their fifth game was against Sheffield United which they won so four really really tough games there and obviously Sheffield United at home which you'd expect them to win so one winning five they're not far on all cylinders um, the likes of Jared Bowen are they look very very lively there's no doubt about that but I think it's a game that Everton have, have, have got to go in and try and avoid defeat really you know the, the Premier League is so unforgiving isn't it that you, you can't really afford to to lose back-to-back games in the Premier League anymore or, you know, lose three on the trot, because you can just drop down the table, you drop like a stone. So I do think it's really, really important that Everton go there with some intent in picking up something. And of course, I think we'd probably, I think we'd all probably take a point down at the London Stadium and then with our next game, Brighton at home, you think, right, you know, let's try and sort our home, fo- home format a little bit more. Brighton are obviously a really, really good team, but I, th- I think it's going to be tough. I think it will be tough. David Moyes, he, he, he seems to do quite well against Everton, doesn't he? We lost our last two down at the London Stadium. Um, and the last year against, you know, when Lampard was in charge, it, it was a bit of a mess in reality. It was a bit of a mess and West Ham were comfortable winners. It could have been quite a lot more that day. Um, but we're going down there with, you know, with near enough a, a fully fit squad. We've got a fully fit team. Obviously, West Ham, um, 
you know, have had their midweek adventure over to Greece in, in, in Europe. So hopefully that plays in our favour. But I, I do think it's a tough game. And I think it's one of those games at the start of the year where if you're offered a point, you, you take it and you think, well, we'll try and beat them at Goodison and we'll take a point on the road. They're one of those teams that if you got four points from them, you'd be very, very happy. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think it will be tough, Ben. I really, really do. And hopefully, obviously, they're a bit tired from their midweek trip over to Greece. Hopefully, they've got some heavy legs. Hopefully, they make a few changes, obviously, maybe to freshen things up. Obviously, that could maybe go in our favour. But I do think it's going to be a game where Everton are going to have to be, you know, very, very good to get something from it. Um, but what I will say is, again, West Ham, they're not firing on all cylinders. If anyone watched the Aston Villa game on the weekend, it finished 4-1 to Aston Villa. Aston Villa were worthy winners, worthy winners. And I know it was you know 2-1 at one point. It, it probably could have been 3 or 4 by the time it was 2-1. I think West Ham were quite lucky to still be in the game at times. Um, but they do have danger men. We, we, we all know about the sort of danger men that they have. Obviously, the likes of Jared Bowen, really, really good player. Paqueta, midfield, another really, really good player. Our old friend Kudus, obviously, you know, he could come off the bench or even maybe start again. Very, very talented. Got an eye for goal, very quick and direct. They, they, they are a decent team, West Ham. They are a really, really solid outfit on their day on David Moy. So, yeah, I, I think it's quite a tough game, Ben. Um, and it, I don't want to sound defeatist. I don't want to, I don't want to sound, um, you know, that I'm going down to West Ham, you know, thinking the worst. But I think if you offered us a point, I think we'd all probably take it, if I'm honest. And I, and I don't think it'd be a bad point either, lads. I don't think it'd be a bad point on the road down at West Ham. Um, but I do think Everton, Ben, are going to have to be there, you know, we're going to have to put in an 8 out of 10 performance to get anything from the game for me. Paul, Bobble would be happy with a point down at West Ham. Just share that sentiment. I don't see why there's no reason why Evan can't go down to West Ham and, and win out of way form under Dice has been quite good. I'd say especially since this season, since we played very away in the league, we've been very good away, obviously. Unlucky last week in the derby can happen up against... Um, an outstanding attacking lineup in in Liverpool. Then you go down to ten men, and it's it's a it's a complicated game for you. But West Ham pl- playing in Europe through the midweek is obviously good for for us. As a boss, hopefully they can get a few bit of tired legs, fatigue, maybe a, a, a knock, someone that maybe just has to miss out on the weekend. The likes of Bowen, Paqueta, Kudus, they've got. They've got really, really good players, especially going forward. But Emerson Palmieri's out for them, suspended. I think that's a big miss. Aaron Creswell's out of favour after they blocked his move to Wolves in the summer. So David Moyes has got a decision to make at left back. And if we approach the game as we have done away from home, I don't see why there isn't a reason that Evan can go there and win. We uh, we touched on Villa. Well, probably just touched on Villa beating West Ham. Last week at Villa Park, we went to Villa Park against a strongish Villa team and completely dominated the game, created plenty of chances, obviously got into the next round of the, of the League Cup there. So, yeah, I don't see why there isn't, why Evan can't go there and and get all three points. Obviously, you, you'd probably take a point before the game. As we always say, don't lose your ways and try and win your home games. But the form West Ham are in coming off Coming off a sort of a longish flight to Greece in the midweek, I think Evan can back themselves to beat them. I, I think Evan can back themselves to beat a lot of teams. I just think the the quality of the Premier League isn't isn't the best it's been over the last five, six, seven years. I think this year's is probably the weakest Premier League in a long time. So yeah, 
I think Evan can go there and win. Yeah, I agree. I think we can go there and win. I think it's a game that, you know, on paper that we can do very, very well against them. I think the thing with West Ham is they've got a, a real star player. They've got a game changer in Jared Bowen. Jared Bowen has been excellent, scores a goal out and off, and it always seems to score against Everton. Even when they're getting beat, he scores goals. I just think if you nullify Jared Bowen, you do very, very well. They've obviously got Paquetta that you've mentioned, uh, an excellent signing. And James Ward-Prowse, you know, we haven't even touched on him. Dead ball specialist. We've seen him even at Goodison Park last year, score for Southampton from a free kick. You just need to be you need to defend your set pieces very well. You need to try and nullify West Ham. But I do think we can get at them, can get at them. I think their weaknesses are at the full back positions. I think you obviously think Kufal played right back. Uh, and was it Emerson? The left back. Yeah, he's suspended uh, actually. And, and he's suspended as well for five bookings. So look, I think Draper just touched mm-hmm. on that then. So you know, the full backs for West Ham is going to be a, a, a massive you know, Everton needs to target them with Dwight McNeil, you know. Jack Harrison, who even Dan Juma, if he comes on, or other players, they need to go, go at that fullback, try and get in behind them. I'll be starting Dominic Calvert Lewin. I think, obviously, against Kerr Zuma um, and Eger, is it Agard? Eger, how do you pronounce that? The other centre back. I'm going to go for Agard. Agard. That's, that's we'll, my guess. We'll go with Draper's Agard. If you can just play off them, I don't think they're typically that strong at the back. And obviously, Ariola's in goal. Um, you know, I've seen him have a few. We just need just to go with every bit of a game plan. You know, keep ultimately keep a clean sheet. Don't go one nil down early. Try and stop the likes of Jared Bowen, Antonio, uh, Paquetta, War Prowse, even Suchek. You know, Suchek's on the last year of his contract now at West Ham, and I know he started quite well under David Moyes, but I feel like he's getting on a bit, getting a bit leggy. He's a threat, he's a threat, he is a threat from Seppi. He's another big lad. You know, he scores a lot of headers, but last year he had a really disappointing season. Um, I've seen a few West Ham fans criticising him but look on paper they've got a good side Antonio's going to be up for the fight hopefully Tarkovsky and Branthwaite can obviously bully him out of it and get into his head but Barbara what formation do you think Everton are going to play because we started off the four against Liverpool in that you know that 4-4-1-1 formation and then we went to a back five in the second half granted it was 5-3-1 because we had the player sent off what do you think Sean Dyche is going to go and attack this game with? I think we've got to show maybe a little bit of respect to West Ham. They, they play like a four-two-three-one. They have Suchek trying to push up into you know like, a bit like the Decore role into Antonio a little bit, and they have Ward, Prowse, and Paqueta sitting a bit more. Bowen on one flank, and they had uh, against Aston Villa they had Alvarez on the other flank with then Suchek and then um, Antonio. So a bit like a four-two-three-one. So I think we have to show them quite you know a little bit of respect. I think midfield-wise they are very very strong. They're very strong. Paqueta, Ward-Prowse, Suchek, Bowen, Alvarez. That's a strong midfield. It really, really is. And centrally, they're pretty good. Ward-Prowse again. Paqueta, Suchek. It's got a bit of everything, hasn't it? It's got a bit of grit. It's got a bit of guile. It's got a bit of class. They can keep the ball. They're happy to mix it if you want to get physical with them. I think that's their strong area, centrally. I think they're pretty good in there. Um, So I'd I'd envisage Sean Dyche to, to, to keep the same system that is kind of that he's kind of trusted at the moment with that or tried and trusted with the decore behind Dominic Calvert-Lewin with then Onada and say James Garner for instance and I think he'll stick with that obviously Everton are now without suspended Ashley Young um, I would personally like to see Nathan Patterson come in I don't know what you lads think but I'd like to see Patterson come in and be given a run um, obviously Seamus Coleman still not fully fit Ashley Young suspended and I think I think the time is almost now for Nathan Patterson to now real stake a claim and let's kind of see, you know, 
if his work on the training ground is now coming into fruition on a match day, we all knew that he's not bad going forward. He does like to get beyond his winger. I know his crossing can leave a little bit to be desired at times, but at least he attempts the crosses, at least he tries to get forward. But I think defensively was where the, the red flags were with Nathan Patterson. Um, and I know Deitch and, and the staff have been working really, really hard with Patterson to try and improve him defensively and also keep him switched on defensively because I think he did have some lapses concentration-wise and that was always a concern with him, that maybe it was in his mind more so than it actually was in, in his ability. Uh, and they have been working really, really hard with Patterson. But let's be honest, it, it's a little bit like the Idrissa Garnagay situation with the likes of James Garner and Amadou Anana. Young and, and common, they're not the future, are they? They're not. And, and it should be a natural, organic um, change now, change of the guardian, and Patterson should start filtering through if he's good enough, and he's going to have to start proving that he's good enough, and he's proved he's you know he's got to prove that he's good enough to to keep Coleman and Young out of their position, and, and you know what lads, it's, it's the same as Adrissa Garnagay and, and and in the central midfield area, if Patterson does keep Young and Coleman out of their position, then perfect, that's how it that's a natural progression, it's a natural change of the guard, it's organic, that's how it should be, but it's that that's up to Nathan Patterson now, isn't it? It is. He's, he's had a lot of chances at Everton. Um, he's had. A, you know, he's played quite a few games. I, I, I don't think he's. I don't think he's fully settled in the Premier League. If we're honest, I think he's shown glimpses of what he can do. But I think he's also shown some glimpses of of, of the errors that he can make and and how maybe naive he can be defensively. But again, they have been working really, really hard with Nathan in, in training, and I think now is the time for him to real stake a claim and try and grab that position and make it his. Go make that position yours. You know, Ashley Young, you know, let's be fair, he's coming to the end of his career. Seamus Common off the back of a really serious injury. Go make that position yours now. And, and you know, he, so he should. So I hope he does start on Sunday. Um, and I hope he can then start getting a run of games in and, and kind of keep that position. Everton need a settled back four, don't we? That's what, that's what teams need, especially when you're not a great footballing team. You need a settled back four. And I think we can all now probably say that Branthwaite and Tarkowski, they're shoo-ins week in, week out. And Mikalenko, if he carries on the way he is like he was at Anfield, he's a shoo-in at left back. And then it, it's just that one spot and there's three play, three lads fighting for one spot at right back. Um, but yeah, Nathan Patterson, go, you know, like, like you challenged the players before Anfield, Ben, you know, it's the same with Nathan Patterson. Challenge him. Go make that position yours, Nathan. Go grab it with both hands. You've got a player suspended, a player come back off a serious injury. They're both at their twilight years of their career now. Go make it yours and, and keep them out of the squad. And if you do, we'd all sit here and go, perfect. Brilliant. And Seamus Coleman would be the first one to hold his hand up and say, perfect, I'm not in the team. I shouldn't be playing at this age. I'll play bit part games. Perfect. That's how it should be. That's what he always wanted. So I hope Patterson does start... I, I hope that Deitch, it doesn't feel too cautious and move James Garner back out onto the right. I saw an article in the Liverpool Echo um, earlier this week we're talking about that and I, and I hope he stays away from that. That For me, that would be then, we're going back to square pegs, round holes. Keep Harrison and McNeil, your wingers. They're fresh. They both only played 45 at Anfield. They're fit and firing to go, so to speak. So them two should not be touched. Don't start shoehorning James Garner out onto the right. Not for me. Don't do it. You've got your set wingers. Keep them your set wingers. I know Nathan Patterson might be a little bit more suspect defensively, but you've got two wingers there, whoever plays on that right-hand side or interchangeable. They will track all the way with their wingers and their full-backs and they will help Nathan no end. And the same on the other side, someone will help Vitaly Mikolenko. So I wouldn't change too much, Ben. Forced change is obviously the Ashley Young, Nathan Patterson. And for me, I think that's about it. I think, would I start James Garner or Nana in central midfield? I don't think they were at their best 
at Anfield, I'll James be honest. James Garner was t- terrible at Anfield. <laughs> yeah, he struggled to get in the game, I agree. <laughs> I think he really did struggle to get in the game. Would I change him? A tough one, that. Real, real tough one. I think if, if you're going to change one of them, I think you'd, you'd maybe drop James Garner and bring in a Dresser Garner go. You can maybe rat around a bit more and try and get in amongst the likes of Ward-Prowse and stop them from playing. But even so, I don't think I would change them, no. I think I'd stick with the same team. I'd give that midfield two another run with the Corey in front of them. We've seen enough in games that they can do it. We've seen against Bournemouth. We've seen Aston Villa in the Cup. They can play well together. Um, but, but again, they're going to have to be at their best. That's a really, really strong West Ham midfield. It is. It's a really strong Premier League midfield. It's got a bit of everything. Ward Prowse, um, Paqueta, Suchek. It's got a bit of everything, that midfield three. It's tough. It's a real tough midfield three. So, yeah, it's a challenge. Decore, Onana, James Garner for me. All three of them are going to be at their very best, mate. Yeah, looking ahead to that West Ham game for me, I think you're absolutely right. Nathan Patterson's got a massive, massive chance now to cement his place in the starting eleven. Ashley Young struggled over the past few weeks. Uh, obviously got sent off at Anfield, so now Nathan Patterson's got a game now to cement his place. Look, Patterson has been up and down this season, you know, maybe a bit suspect in certain areas, but he's been out the side. And if you're any player looking to obviously get back into your first team starting lineup, now's your perfect ch- now's your perfect time and your perfect chance. Go out there and show Sean Dice that you'll want to make that right back spot your own. We've got Seamus Coleman coming back from a, a bit of a nasty injury, so. I, again, I, I challenge Nathan Patterson. Go and show us what you can do. You know, you're a Scottish international right back. Maybe we haven't seen enough of him so far, but you know, he, he, he could be a really, really good player. He's young, he's hungry. Now go and get that spot and make it make it your own. And I'm going to bring that into you on in that obviously on that point, Paul. The midfield. Bobble's touched on it. James Garner, Amadou Onana, Decore. To change it, to leave it the same, leave it the same. What would you do? Uh, no, I think the midfield stays the same for me. The only change I'd make again is the forced Patterson and for Ashley Young, as you've both said, I think it's uh, it's time Patterson now gets a chance and see if he can take it. He needs to grab with both hands and perform so he keeps his shirt in, in the uh, in the eleven. I I think O'Nana had a quite a good game that went under the radar and I'm filming myself. I think defensively he was outstanding, made a few brilliant tackles. Clearances, headers out front corners. I thought he had a quite a good game, and I th- I felt sorry a bit for James Garner because obviously we never had the ball much, and the game sort of passed them by a bit. But again, his work rate is 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 right up there with one of the highest in in the year in the team for me. And they both deserve to keep the place. Unfortunate, as we've said before, for the Drissa Garner game, but they've came in and they've. They've sort of cemented their place in the eleven. So yeah, for me there wouldn't be no changes apart from from that fourth one at right back. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Is that, your, is that your only change, just the one at right back? Yeah, yeah, I'd say so, yeah. I think the uh, the rest of the team picks itself at this moment in time. I think especially that the way, the wide areas in terms of the two wingers and Vitaly Mikhalenko, who since he's come back into the team, I think he's been excellent, really. Uh, hasn't put a foot wrong. and We know he's not the best going forward, but as... Where Everton are at the moment, we don't need our full-backs really to provide that much of attacking threat. We just want them to be solid and don't leave your centre-half sort of outnumbered against attackers or leave wingers in behind. And as I said last week when, when he was about to come up against Salah, he tends to have a very good game. He tends to raise his game when he's playing against better better wingers. He does it against Bukayo Saka, he does it against Mo Salah as we saw last week. And... Jared Bowen, he's another, another one of one of the f- in the top five right wingers of the Premier League. I'd say in this moment in time, so it'll be an interesting challenge for for Michalenko and hopefully, hopefully he can keep performing how he has been. Because as I say, he's been excellent since he's came back into the eleven. Yeah, definitely. I think Michalenko has been very, very, very good for me, and I've been highly critical of him. I give him high praise after the Merseyside derby. Bob, where are Everton going to score? How are we going to break down this West Ham team? They're quite a big team, aren't they, West Ham? Yep. They've they got, they got some height in there, haven't they? Big centre-halves, obviously the likes of Suchek, Antonio, they're big lads. Bowen's not bad in the air. Paqueta's quite a big lad. They're, they're, they're pretty good. Um, Moyes' team are normally well-drilled, aren't they? I know they conceded four to Villa, but they're normally pretty well-drilled, solid defensively. And that's what West Ham normally are. Um, we, we, we need our big players to turn up, Ben. It's as simple as that. We need, we need, we need to get Calvert-Lewin back on the score sheet. We, we need to get him firing again and get him, get him some goals and, and get him in the mix. Maybe Dwight McNeil, Harrison, try and grab them, try and get, grab a goal. Um... I think it's a really tough game. You know, when we play the likes of West Ham, they're normally quite close. Like, look at our last five fixtures against West Ham, starting in 2021. Everton won one nil at West Ham. They then beat us one nil at Goodison. We then lost two one at West Ham. We then beat them one nil at Goodison. We then lost two nil at West Ham. Neil Morphe. Yeah, but it just goes to show how close the games yeah. are. They're really, really Does that close. That mean we're doing a win against them now. Potentially, yeah, really yeah, potentially. Win. But you get my point, don't you? That they're really, really close games. No team scored more than two. Uh, and they're normally a difference of normally one goal, one or two, one. So it, I, I just think they're quite evenly matched in terms of both quite big teams, both quite physical, both quite well drilled. Um, and they both try and prey on things like set pieces and, and things like that. So I, I just think it's a really, really tough game. And it's one of those games, West Ham away, Villa away. Those Obviously, Villa are on a great run now. But th- those sort of games at the start of the season, if you just earmarked a point on the road, I'd say, yeah, I'll take that. Thank you very much. Take them all day long. Um, and this is no different for me. It's not. I know they're. I know they're in Greece midweek, obviously for Europe, and and you know, hopefully they're a bit tired and stuff like we previously said. But with our away record, I just think we've just got to start. Keep just keep picking up points, and then just try and sort our home form out. And you know what? If we keep picking up points on the road, and eventually we get to grips of our home form, Everton will be absolutely fine. We'll be absolutely fine. Um, so yeah, go down there, Ben. Put in a solid road performance. We've done it. We've done it at Brentford. 
We've done it at Villa in the Cup. And I think for large part to Anfield, we, we were pretty solid. And I think if they play in the same manner and the same commitment they did at Liverpool, there is no reason why they can't come away with something from the game. Yeah. Paul, who are your star men then for Everton? Who's going to win this game for Everton or get a result? Dominic Carver-Lewin. I think he's he's probably from the outfield players. He's our kind of poster boy we've touched on before. He's our, he's our talisman really and... I think Joe Calder, the piece with Dwight McNeil and Tar- Tarkovsky the other week before the derby, and they both highlights how important Dominic is, how the whole game plan evolves around him, changes when he's not there. So yeah, for me, Dominic Carvalho um, will hopefully be be the the start of the weekend for Everton. Uh, but obviously he will need he will need support because he was a bit a bit isolated last week at Anfield. So yeah. Dominic Carver-Lewin for me will will steal the show. Yeah, I, I probably tend to agree. I think Dominic Carver-Lewin's going to be key um, for this team. I think Amadou Onana's got the you know the chance to to, sh- to back up his performance at Anfield and to back up the past couple of performances. You know, another player that needs to you know stand up and be counted. He, he can win matches for for Everton. Amadou Onana, he's he is good. He just needs to be more consistent, more consistent basis. I understand that's obviously away from home, um, but he was excellent. Uh, Amadou Inara played one of his be- better games for Everton at, at Anfield. I thought he was excellent, uh, as, as was Mikhailenko. Jared Blanfwaite and Tarkovsky just need to continue that excellent partnership they've uh, obviously built up. Everton are the biggest team in the Premier League on paper on average. I think West Ham are also a big team. For me, Everton need to start putting teams under the pressure from these set pieces. We we got a few at Anfield and the delivery was poor. Delivery was very, delivery very was poor. awful. We didn't really create anything. All you need to do is put the ball in, you know, with power, pace and a bit of like whip to put defenders on the back stick. You've got the likes of Bramfway, Tarkovsky, Onana, Dominic Calvert-Lewin running at you. It's going to be hard to defend. Mm. The Don't give them set pieces Don't as well, Don't give them set pieces Because James Ward-Prowse well. is, is an absolute expert on them, isn't he? And is that something that Everton needs to be worried about, Bob? Absolutely, it is, yeah. Anything around the box, Ward-Prowse can... You know, he scored for Southampton last year against Everton, didn't he? From a free kick, you know. Anything in and around the box, big trouble. Big trouble. It, it, it's, it's like prime David Beckham, isn't it? <laughs> it, it? It is. That's how good he is from free kicks. It's scary. Anything around the box, big trouble. Um, and, and corners as well. His, his corners are just on the money every time. He's one of the best set-piece takers the Premier League's ever seen. He is that good from set-pieces. Dead ball situations, he, he, he's an absolute joke. He really, really is. And teams probably would have signed, you know, back in a few years ago, they probably would have signed him because of his dead ball situations, because they get your points throughout the season. He is that good. Uh, so anything around the box, no fouls, try and avoid as many corners as possible as well. I know it's hard, I know it's easy thing to say, but his delivery is that good and that on the money. It can create a goal just like that. Free kick corners, yeah, really, it's a big danger for us, mate, with him in the team. Real, real worry. And Everton defensively are going to have to be absolutely bang on with him starting, 100%. Right, it's time for prediction time. Um, I finally got my first one right last week, even though it backfired. I did say 2-0 Liverpool in the hope that it did backfire, but you know, not the best time to get your first prediction right. I forgot about that. Yeah, uh, someone tweeted me to be fair and said, Ben, you got one right, annoyingly, which you know is absolutely shocking for me. But right, my prediction this week, I'm going to go 2-1 Everton. I'm gonna, I feel like we're going to get something. I don't know why, probably because I'm not there again on Sunday, that we will probably come out with three points. And Bob, what's your prediction? 1-1. Uh, one, one. 
I think it'll be 1-1. I think West Ham will score first and I think Everton will find a reasonably late around 75-80 equaliser. I think 1-1. What do you think, Paul? 2-11. Scorers? Dominic Carver-Lewin and Dwight McNeil. You know, no, no defeats in the uh, in the prediction, so fingers crossed for Sunday. And there we have it, ladies and gents, another podcast, another pre-match podcast before West Ham on Sunday at 1 o'clock, 1 o'clock because the clocks do go back. Don't be missing the games or anything like that or missing your train because the clocks do go back, which I did forget about. Uh, thank you as always to Mike Keogh at CND London, Daryl at the Beer Keller, um, and obviously, of course, the Patreon members, uh, you ladies and gents, are continuously support us here. Out of you from the Bullens, we do really appreciate it. Stay tuned for much more in the pipeline and up the toffees. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.,